0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A.
1: Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty and Dalton Stanford at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson at the First Bank Studio in Laurel. Opening segment of today's program sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their delicious food seven days a week uh, here in Hattiesburg. They're right next to the mall, 15th Avenue and Laurel, and I'm sure in a community near you, wherever you're listening this afternoon. And don't forget, Dickies does catering, and they're very, very good at it. So the next time you have something special, you can uh, sit back, relax, and you can let Dickies do the cooking. And before we get Uh, To our great lineup of guests today, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation, Chris Curry, who is the head baseball coach at Arkansas Little Rock. Real quickly, Luke, bad weather over in your part of the state today. Some incredible hail, I understand.
0: Yeah, and and all of Jones County was a lot of hail. Uh, Really, the line was between Laurel and Ellisville. We woke up with a tornado warning uh, about 5 a.m. this morning. It blew through about 5.30, a lot of hail. And, And I got out after the storm cleared. And, man, just between Laurel and Ellisville, it looked like it snowed. At first glance, there was just white everywhere. And when you got closer, it was just collected amounts of hail. Softball-sized hail, golf-ball-sized hail in some places. I heard a lot of... One of my buddies' trailers got messed up. Another friend had some vehicles messed up. So, yeah, it was just, it was pretty wild. Thankfully, it didn't look like a tornado touchdown, but the hell was incredible.
1: Mm, How about that? Well, it's uh, more bad weather in store today for much of Mississippi. As a result of that, tonight's baseball game between Southern Miss and Mississippi State at Trustmark Park and Pearl canceled. Rained out. No announcement of a makeup date. We had had some indication it might be played uh, Thursday night if they couldn't play tonight. I don't think that's the case now. Uh, So uh, no game tonight between State and Southern Miss, and uh, we'll let you know if that game gets scheduled at a later time. But coming up next for the Golden Eagles, Arkansas Little Rock rolls into town Friday night for a three-game set. At the peak, Chris Curry is the sixth-year head baseball coach at Arkansas Little Rock, and we welcome him to the Eagle Hour. And Coach, thanks for coming on the show.
2: Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk with you.
1: Uh, we always love talking college baseball, coach. And uh, so you guys come into town this weekend uh, to play Southern Miss, and I understand that you and Coach Barry kind of go back uh, to some days at Meridian Junior College. Right? Did I hear that correctly?
2: You, you're, you're exactly right. I have uh, long-standing Mississippi ties. I joke that I'm half Mississippi. My mom's from Clarksdale. Oh. I was recruited by a great coach named Corky Palmer yeah. uh, to play at Meridian, who we all know and love. And Coach Barry at the time was an assi- was the assistant. And then Coach Palmer called me the summer before my freshman year at Meridian and said, Hey, I've accepted assistant job with, I believe, Coach Denson, who's a good friend. Right. And uh, But Coach Barry's going to be the head coach. And I said, Great. And uh, went down there and played at Meridian and loved it. We, we were only 102 and 20 in two years. <laughs> and uh, uh, a wonderful team, four future big leaguers, and then was fortunate to be recruited by Ron Polk and uh, played uh, in Mississippi State, and then uh, nine years professionally with the Cubs and the Giants, then got into coaching, started out with Dave Van Horn at Arkansas as a volunteer, then went back to Meridian as the head coach, and then Lane Burroughs, another uh, a Southern Miss name, a Mississippi mm-hmm. name, asked me to be his pitching coach at Northwestern State and was there for two years as a pitching coach, and then came home to Little Rock to take over a program six years ago that had fallen on hard times. And now we've uh, kind of got it to where we're competitive and, and excited about a, a really, really tough weekend down at Southern Miss. Coach Berry's uh-huh. got it going championship after championship.
1: Right. All right, now you played for Coach Barry, Correct.
2: I did. I played for him two years at right. uh, Meridian.
1: So what you're telling us, Coach, is you're just a lot younger than Coach Barry. Is that what you're saying? Uh,
2: I, I, I didn't <laughs> say that. I think he was actually a very – started coaching very young. So, <laughs> hey, uh, funny story, Coach Barry would actually play in the inter-squats at times. Uh-huh. And uh, one time he got in the batter's box. I was a catcher, and uh, we had a very good pitcher on the mound. And uh, I said, Coach, you want to know what's coming? He said, you bet. And I told him fastball, and he hit it up on the hill on Meridian, <laughs> if you know where that is. But uh, he would lift more weights than we did in the weight room. He was in better shape than we were on the field. He was, there were no pitching machines. He would throw batting practice all day long. He would move the sprinkler heads in the morning. Just a man's man and outside of my dad one of the most influential mentors that I have in my life.
1: No question. He's a wonderful guy. And i got to tell you, Coach, he's still in really good shape. I think he still lifts weights.
2: There's no question. That's how his day starts <laughs> is, in, is in the weight room. He texted me last week. I think he was messing with me to kind of say, hey, are you up? He sent me a reply to my text at 545 a.m. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Coach Barry.
1: Well, what does it mean to you to bring your ball team down here after you've built the program up like you have? What does it mean to you to bring it down here to the Pete and, and play Coach Barry's uh, program here at his uh, ball facility?
2: Well, number one, you know, we, we booked this game a couple of years ago with Coach Barry and Chad Kaye and Mike Federico, and then, of course, now Oz and, and uh, Creel are all good friends. But Southern Miss. You know, it's got to be strategic in who they play from an RPI standpoint. And so I take it as a compliment that they'll have us in uh, to play, and it's a good opportunity for us to compete against the kind of program that has the standard that we want to build. And to to compete on a stage like Pete Taylor Park with the brand-new beautiful turf and the great fans, that's a regional atmosphere, mm-hmm. and these guys uh, need to see that, and they need to be a part of that because we're staring down the barrel of a Sunbelt schedule uh, the, the following weekend with Coastal Carolina, Lafayette, um, Troy, yeah, on down the line.
1: Yeah, tough. So we got to get
2: ready. We've got to get ready, and, and if we want to take our program to the level that Coach Berry has his, we've got to go on the road, and we've got to play the, the caliber of teams.
1: Right. Uh, Luke, welcome uh, Coach Chris Curry to the Eagle Hour.
0: Coach, thanks for being on today. just want to talk specifically about some of your guys. Uh, Southern Miss fans may not know this, but there's a familiar last name uh, in your bullpen, Luke Walner, who uh, is is the brother of Matt Walner from uh, Forest Lake, Minnesota. Uh, I saw him come in a few games last year, but uh, he's on your squad, so Walner will be on the different uh, side of the dugout in the Pete this year.
2: That's right. That's right. He's a Meridian product. We actually have three Meridian products, uh, Keegan Westbrook, uh, Houston Parker and then Luke Wallner. I joked with him. I said, "Are they, are they going to be are they nice to you down there? Are they going to treat you right? They're going to give you..." A, give he goes, "No, those are great fans down there. He goes, they're, they're always good." But no, he's excited. He threw for us last night. Uh, had a heartbreaker, a tenth or eleventh inning walk off at Oral Roberts. They got us, but he threw well. And he's a right handed pitcher, kind of a kind of a side high three quarter slot. Works his tail off uh you know minnesota guy and loves ice fishing and uh you know the whole family the walners are great
0: talk i want to ask you a, a couple questions about your offensive uh, side of the ball but walk us through who your projected rotation uh, will will be this weekend uh arm wise so southern miss fans can uh think through that
2: well we've got to uh talk about that this afternoon after some bullpens are thrown with my pitching coach i think we're kind of in the same boat, I, I heard uh, Southern Miss is in where, where a starter is uh, a starter may be down, and we may have the same situation. I've got to, I've got a meet. I know that Aaron Funk's going to throw on Sunday. He had a uh, he had a big Sunday last weekend. Seventeen strikeouts, tied the Sun Belt record, uh, smashed our program record. So that was really good. Eli Sievert's going to be a starter, and then uh, we're going to talk about the third starter, but. Uh, on the mound, Walner's a big piece. We want to try to get the ball to Jose Torres, uh, who's been lights out out of the pen. He was last night at Oral Roberts. Uh, left-hander Austin Smith, good matchup guy. And uh, got a Cole Evans, big right-hander out of Kansas. And that's how has been throwing the ball really, really well on the mound for us. But going to meet with my pitching coach this afternoon to finalize the rotation. But I know that Hebert and Funk will be two of the three starters.
0: Coach, uh, about about a minute left. Uh, the guys going to be catching those pitches has really been a monster this year for you offensively. Kale Imshoff, uh, your catcher, he's batting four thirty eight with a uh, five home runs. Only batted two seventy last year. What's been the difference for him?
2: Well, last year he's out with Tommy John, uh, missed the entire season, so that would be a, a, his stats from two years ago. Uh, uh, just a monster at the plate. Um, projected, has in on any scouts you asked to be a solid day two draft pick. Go anywhere from the seventh eighth round to maybe even the fourth or fifth um uh, very uh, very offensive guy but does a great job handling the pitching staff and uh he'll be behind the plate and anchor us there got some other guys swing the bat really well uh we need to do a better job situational hitting that'll be the emphasis this weekend but kale is a uh is a special player one of the best we've had
1: Hey, Coach, we've got a very short break, I think three minutes. Can you hold on? We'd like to continue our conversation with you on the other side. I'd be happy to. All right, Coach, Chris Curry from Arkansas Little Rock is on the Eagle Hour. They're coming to town this weekend. Always fun when there's baseball at the Pete. We'll look forward to continuing our conversation with Coach Curry right after this.
2: tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The
1: Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour on a rainy, stormy afternoon here in South Mississippi. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. If you live up in the Delta or other parts of the state, listen to the Eagle Hour and want you some new Southern Miss swag, go to CampusBookmart.net. If you're a local, you know where they're at, Hardy Street, right across the street from the campus, open Monday through Saturday. Arkansas Little Rock coming to town this weekend, sporting an 8-6 and six record, coached by Chris Curry, formerly of Meridian uh, Junior College and also Mississippi State. Uh, coach, in Conference USA, we're of the opinion on this show that baseball is the overall strongest sport uh, in the conference from a national perspective, having the ability to compete nationally. Is it fair to say that's the same thing in your conference?
2: I would agree. And just from a statistical ranking standpoint, you know, I, I'm very, very proud of our basketball teams. We don't have football, so basketball uh, probably gets the most support and attention in Little Rock, and both compete for championships, and men's basketball won a championship. But if you look at Baseball and top twenty-five rankings and teams attending the national tournament in the Sun Belt—we're uh, going to have more in that uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in baseball than any other sport. So I would agree, that definitely nationally, uh, the Sun Belt uh, baseball the most competitive sport.
1: And I see a lot of I see a lot of uh, of similarities between some of the baseball programs in the Sun Belt and and CUSA. You, is that? an opinion that you might share?
2: Sure. I think we start with resources and funding, you know, facilities, travel, uh, things like that as far as how committed the universities are. You go to Coastal Carolina, some folks think that think that is a top ten uh, venue. What they did at Lafayette with their upgrades, Texas State, more and more. and So around the league there's more and more money being, being funded. And then you talk about the coaches, Gary Gilmore. You know mm-hmm. that's a, that's a guy like Scott Barry, Coach Barry, and you know uh, Tony Robishow. You know rest in peace. You know what, what and then now Matt Dags and Mark Calvi in our league, and you know on down the line, I, I you know Darren Thomas, UTA, and so a bunch of established coaches. I remember my first coaches meeting in the summer when I just got the job at 35 years old. I sat down. And looked around the room and said, "Boy, what am I? What have I done? I do not belong in this <laughs> room." Uh, but I've learned a lot, and their class acts just like the Conference USA coaches, mm. and uh, definitely very, very committed to baseball in both leagues.
1: Right, no question. All right, so you play for Coach Barry, and, and uh, look, we're, he has no bigger fans than the people uh, involved in this radio program and uh, of course the people here in South Mississippi, but you also played for what would arguably be if not the best college baseball coach ever, certainly one of the top three or four in Ron Polk. What what, did you learn from Coach Polk?
2: Well, Coach, Coach Polk again recruited me and was there, and actually the one year he was retired before he went to Georgia was the year that I played. But We joke, you always knew Coach Polk was around the corner because you could smell his cigar. Mm -hmm. And so he could sit right there on the end of the bench, but he was always around. Coach Polk let his players play. Coach Polk was not a micromanager. um, Very much with the baseball playbook, which I have a signed copy in my office, uh, a fundamental coach. It Mm -hmm. was Tommy Raffo, Batman Man, and Jim Case. Jim is one of the best baseball coaches I ever had. And learning from those guys, but just how to conduct yourself with class, always being aware of your uniform, the shoes, your collared shirt away from the field, how you stood during the national anthem, the way you shook hands, community, and, and then expected to win, and expected to win, and, and play the game the right way. But Coach Polk stuck with his guys. When he got that lineup set, and that's who he he was going to play. That's that's who he believed in, and you know there was some comfort in that. But uh, mm-hmm. just a tradition rich program, state of Mississippi, unbelievable baseball. That's that's why you see you know a lot of Mississippi players on our roster. We got uh-huh. a Tucker Childers uh, is hitting our four hole behind M. Schaff. He's a Mississippi State transfer, played at Northeast uh, Junior College and was an All American there. And, you know, Ty Shea is a, is a player for us. He's uh, a Jackson product. So just I love Mississippi baseball. I always have it. It's, been, it's so good to me.
1: We like to say here that uh, for the size of our state, nobody produces more quality baseball college programs than our state. And I guess well, that, th- that's a fair thing to say, don't you think?
2: Well, you've got, you've got three Omaha caliber programs. Right. Uh, right. In the Division One level. Right. Then let alone, you know, Delta State, Coach Dennison, what, what respect I have for him, and uh, a wonderful job he has done and does, uh, and then all the junior colleges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a, a fan or a player in the state of Mississippi playing baseball, then the high school, Shane Kelly was mm-hmm. my roommate. He mm-hmm. was my roommate at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's just big leaguer after big leaguer and, and high-level baseball.
1: Well, no question about it. And Arkansas, I, I think you can say the same thing. We just saw a very good Central Arkansas team come down here. We, I, I was very impressed with them. I thought they were good. There's your program. There's the Razorback program. So uh, baseball in the South, uh, did you ever think you'd see it so popular and, and, and so uh, so full of life, Coach?
2: No, I, I didn't. And, and, you know, when I played in the NCAA, back in in 99 it was only three or four programs that that really were were competitive nationally mm-hmm. arkansas just come into the southeastern conference in 92 and so they were still making their way a little bit in the sec but it was it was state you know of course lsu alabama was hot with jim wells and todd butler and mitch gaspard but nationally the you know florida would not quite consistently doing it like they are now. Tennessee, look at them now, and so I think the fans have been what has driven it by showing up. Folks like you that have radio shows that talk about it and educate the fans and do research, and then just really good players, and then more now ESPN. I mean, you can watch college baseball on your phone. Uh, I'm, I'm watching games now in preparation, and so mm-hmm. the commitment. It's one of the big three, you know, football, basketball, baseball. And uh, I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger. There's more million-dollar baseball coaches now than there's ever been, 10-plus, that we know of. And I'm not one of them. But uh, uh, it's just commitment. It's commitment to to baseball and and the stadiums they're building and the players are better and better and the coverage is better. and, And it's just awesome and fun to be a part of.
1: No question. It's just a great, wonderful, wonderful sport. All right, Luke, anything else for Coach before we let him go?
2: Yeah, Coach, Coach just
0: had a, a quick question. Southern Miss... Uh, playing Mississippi State tonight canceled um, because of that. But we love playing, um, you know, in in state. Love playing Ole Miss. Love playing Mississippi State. You've played both of those programs. Uh, you know, Coach Van Horn. After this year, he may not play you again because you sure whipped the dog out of the Razorbacks last year. What what is it like for your program when you when you play Arkansas? I mean, how how important is that for you to play the Razorbacks uh, last year and and in that game? But even this year on April the seventh.
2: Well, and, and good, good research there, but you have to go back even further. The great Frank Broyles, the the athletic director who has since passed away at Arkansas, forever would not play in-state schools. And so last summer, Coach Van Horn, who I worked for, called me and said, hey, what well, what have you got on April 2nd? Of course, my heart skipped a beat. He said, well, there's some things going with the Board of Trustees. We may finally get this thing going. And he's always wanted to, Coach Van Horn, of course, Growing up in Mississippi, Mississippi, you play everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Louisiana, they play everybody. You know, it doesn't matter. LSU plays everybody. And so last summer Coach called and said, hey, I think we're going to do this. And then we're fortunate to go up there to Fayetteville and play in the first ever in-state contest that wasn't in postseason play and then play well. It was a crazy Tuesday night midweek game. We all know that anything can happen on a midweek. And uh, we just so happened to get out in front of them and uh, had a Heinz uh, a junior college transfer, Ethan Daly, who got hot left-hander on the mound and shut him down. And we get a grand slam, and we're off and running. And uh, it was a historic game, but it's huge for our, our players, our fans. There's now rivalry. We go back April 7th. I'm sure they'll be ready for us. I know they will. <laughs> and uh, But, but it's, it's healthy. It's good. It's good for budgets. It's good for travel. You know, it's only a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. And uh, it promotes the game and it trickles down to, like you said, Alan Gum doing a great job at UCA, Tommy Rapo at Arkansas State, and it makes everybody better.
1: Right.
0: All right, coach. coach uh, about, about 20 seconds left. What do you want from your team this weekend coming into the Pete?
2: I don't want the moment to be too big for them. I don't want the, any intimidation by the. Fans, the crowd, the the, the the legacy. I want them, to, I want them to, to just compete, throw down from pitch number one to the last pitch of the weekend and play solid, mistake-free baseball so that we get ready for a conference play the following weekend.
1: All right, Coach, we wish you a safe trip down here. I would tell you that the crowd will be quiet and humble, but you know I wouldn't be telling you the truth. So, uh, uh you've been kind enough to come on the show and we want you to know that, uh, After this weekend, we wish your team a wonderful wonderful season, and we look forward to a great weekend of baseball with your guys.
2: I would expect nothing less. I look forward (laughs) to it.
1: All right. Coach Chris Curry, everybody, from Arkansas Little Rock. Greatly appreciate Coach Curry coming on the radio show with us. Heath Hinton is next. He's with Big Gold Nation, and we'll see what he has to say right after this break. Southern Miss,
0: to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a really rainy Wednesday. Hope you're staying dry where you are. Thanks for tuning in to the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And beautiful downtown Laurel. Greatly appreciate Chris Curry, the head coach of Little Rock, coming in this weekend. Friday night at 6 p.m., Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1, Golden Eagles entertaining the Little Rock Trojans of the Sun Belt Conference. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just in the shadow of MM Roberts Stadium. 895 lunch specials, trivia night, pool, all of the above. Stop by and see Slade and our good friends over at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Well, um, Bob, um, baseball, no baseball tonight. Uh, been canceled and postponed to a later date. And you and I were looking down the schedule there. Um, there's
1: there's really not Mm-mm. that many holes to put Mississippi State down the stretch. I wouldn't be surprised if the game is not played. But you're right. As you look, you don't see where they would fit in. I doubt seriously that Coach Barry is going to want to add a, a second midweek game once the, the league play starts and that second game be Mississippi State. Uh, But I guess we'll just have to see. Unfortunate that we couldn't play tonight. uh, But uh, I think we kind of knew this coming into the day yesterday.
0: And the benefit is, uh, you know, we, we get some rest. Uh, and, and joining us in Laurel studio, Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation to talk about all of this. Heath, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Great to be with you. Man, good. Uh, glad, to, glad to see you. you. You and I were talking during the break. Um, baseball team really does need a breather, so it's not that big of a deal that the, the game's postponed tonight.
3: No, it's not. Here's the only issue uh, with the game being postponed and not being played. With the schedule Southern Miss has, this is an RPI game. So if you go in, do well, play them, win, really help your RPI. That's the only, you know, non-benefit I see of of not playing this game. But uh, otherwise, Southern Miss needs some rest. You know, they had the flu bug that hit them. They went and played five games in five days. Went up to Ole Miss with, you know, 13 players who were sick, and... Uh, I, they need to the rest. It's not gonna. I don't feel like it's a bad issue.
0: Talking to Coach Barry on Monday, the only thing worse than not playing tonight would be to play it tomorrow night. Oh and, yeah, and it's not. That's not going to happen either.
3: No, I You don't play, especially when you got a weekend series coming up. You don't do four games in four days.
0: You've got your uh, ear to the ground a lot. Gabe Shepard uh, out this weekend with shoulder tendinitis. Um, you think they'll move Powell to Friday and and Etheridge on Saturday? What do you think the rotation? I, the I do.
3: I do. I think you'll have Powell on uh Friday, Etheridge on Saturday and Sunday. Man, I don't know, who who would you want to pitch on Sunday? Right now because let's face it, the Sunday starter has not been that good. Admit. Bob, you know,
0: we we talked about this best kid, Chandler Best, the freshman uh and, and he he got hit a lot, but you know, talking to coach Barry on Monday, he seemed like he hadn't given up on him as, a, as no. a Sunday guy. Who's your thought for Sunday? Well,
1: I got an idea, guys. You know, the Oak Grove kid that pitched so well against Ole Miss last week, and forgive me, yes. his, his name slips my mind. Drew Boyd. Drew, Drew Boyd. Boyd. Maybe Drew Boyd pitches for a Sunday.
3: I like that move, and Scott wants that lefty in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's face it; he wants that lefty. That's a good move. Maybe you could actually pitch Drew Boyd on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Etheridge on Sunday. You 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 put that lefty in between the righties. Uh-huh. What,
0: what's your thought on Josh Lewis? A lot of people wanted to kind of see him uh, get a nod at a starting gig just simply because of how well he held you know LSU in check in, in the regional. He's
3: another left-handed option. He is. He's a senior, too. So you got a guy who, who's got maturity at this point, did a great job against LSU. Why not? He might be the midweek guy mm-hmm, now. Yeah. You put him at the midweek, let him start the midweek games. That's the one good thing about the pitching staff this year at Southern Miss. They are deep. And, and Heath, so what have about the gradual transfer
1: from Mississippi State that's pitched a little bit? I w- Tall, I wanna, tall, thin kid? You're talking about spring. Okay. Uh,
3: he got hit one time pretty good, and mm-hmm. then he looked okay last outing. I think he's more of a middle relief guy. Mm-hmm. Put him in the middle of the game, maybe towards the end. But – I think you I think he has enough starters that Tyler could be a middle relief some type of long relief. You got to have those guys in there that in case something happens early in the game that you got somebody going forward.
0: Our mm-hmm. our job here is to bloviate. That that's that's what yes. that's, that's all, what that's Bob all, gets paid that's all we for. Know that's how to what do. I don't I don't get paid for. Um are are we talking about Gabe Shepard coming back in and and starting and being on a pitch count the rest of the year, or are we possibly looking at Hunter Stanley moving to, to relief and Gabe Shepard being your shutdown closer?
3: Oh, wow. I don't think that's a tough question because do you take a starter that's had shoulder problems and then move him to the pen already, or do you let him you know rehabilitate with what he's used to? I, that's a good question. I, I can't answer that. Personally, I think you just you, you have to work him back in like they did last year. And, and get him back healthy, and, because you don't want to you don't want to change the kid, move him to the pen, and have him come in warming up real quick to come out and pitch, and that messes up his whole his whole routine before a game or before pitching. So if you do that, you're going to change all that, and does that affect that kid? He's going to be he's going to get drafted because of the stuff he has. I just think you just leave him as a starter and you work his way back Bob, in. Bob, we've,
0: we've seen this, though. You know, Scott Berry, one of the things we appreciate about him, he respects the health of his player. He doesn't yeah. push guys right. to the limit where he just would possibly destroy no. their future beyond Southern Miss.
1: Will never happen. There'll, there'll never be a day that that Scott Berry puts the welfare of his baseball team over the welfare of a kid's health and uh, we've seen it time and time again, and he's not going to do it with this kid either. And Heath, I'm sure you agree with that.
3: Oh, absolutely. That's one thing uh, people don't know about Scott Barry. Not only a great coach, a great person too. Right. You get to know him, you just find out. Yeah, Southern Miss is blessed with coaches that have good people. <laughs> we found out. Uh, we found out from
0: Chris Curry uh, in the previous segments that uh, Scott Barry could hit. Even when he was a coach. You know, I wanted to say, um, you know, that's the real reason he got thrown out in the regional for two games. The first was for arguing the call, the second because the umpire thought he was about to get body slammed. So that's where the second.
3: (laughs) I've never seen that. I've never seen that man that mad, by the way. That was. He had like steam coming out of his head. I was Uh, like, I've never seen that. But can we say
0: Little Rock program? Go ahead. Go ahead,
1: Bob. I was going to say, I saw him one time several years ago and he got. He got lit up by a home plate umpire, and it just made him so mad. And he he charged the home plate, and he was a lot bigger than the umpire, and the umpire's just steady, taking a step back, step back, step back. <laughs> of course, we're, we're egging it on. Hit him, coach! Hit him! <laughs> obviously. It's that he, old catcher's mentality in that. him is what it is. I wouldn't want Scott Berry mad after me, now, guys. I'm just going to tell you, no. he's, a, he's a pretty stout dude.
0: Yeah. Goal this weekend, um, Chris Curry told us Aaron Funk's going to start for Little Rock. Mm-hmm. He was uh, one of the Sunbelt players of the week last week. Uh, Southern Miss expected, I think a sweep would be uh, expected, but you got to win two out of three against Sunbelt competition.
3: you got to win two out of three against Sunbelt. You, you would like to win all three, but two out of three. If you win two out of three games uh, every weekend for the rest of the season, guess what? You're probably got a good chance of hosting, and you're probably going to make a regional as an at-large if you win two out of three every week and win seventy percent of your midweek yeah. games. Okay, mm-hmm. so Friday night at six, uh, Saturday at two, Sunday
0: at one. Switching gears to basketball, we do have a basketball game tonight. Bonus play, Rice comes in the greenhouse, and uh, Heath. Um, I think you told me earlier in the year uh, it would be a from from Coach Ladner's perspective making the conference tournament would be a, a win well we're, well we're here they, they've got a win to to get in the conference tournament.
3: yeah, their backs are against the wall there's I mean win two games you're in uh, there is kind of a way they could get in if they lose but it would take like a miracle so we're not even going to count that. Just you control your own destiny win this game and win on the road next week against uh, or this weekend against middle Tennessee and you're in what coach Ladner has done with this group? Is unbelievable that they're in a position to make the tournament because you lose you, you lose but two. Of your- but explain that because anyone
0: listening to that conversation is going to say there's 14 teams in conference. USA say okay. and we're the 13th worst. And I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm with you based off what he's been dealt with the the zero bench that the injuries the depletion the academic stuff, but like convince people listening right now that 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 it, it really is a good situation the fact that they 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 have a chance to be in the, the tournament
3: okay let me just explain Steve, when you lose jay malone and angel smith both guys who are uh, contributing last last game jay malone we, uh, was in he was scored 27 points your point guard you lose two guys like that in the backcourt You've only got two other guards that can play, and you've got five big men. You've got seven. All he's got is seven players total to play. And he came in behind the eight ball because he came in so late because Doc left so late. What he's done with this team is just incredible that they're in the position. He doesn't have anybody. He's had to play Gabe Watson 40-plus minutes. That's what he's averaging right now. And the fact that he's able to get Gabe as a point guard, and they're still scoring because teams – are going to come at Gabe they're going to pressure him the whole time they're going to they're going to work him hard they're, they're doing the same thing with Drain and the team is still playing they're still winning conference games he went on the road and swept FAU and FIU before the you know pod play or bonus play started they were playing well the what he, the job he's done to me if they were to make the tournament he should be coach of the year in conference USA people just don't understand how much the academics and everything has really hurt bob you concur
1: I agree completely. I think he's done a good job. I think you got to give the man time and give him a chance to build up his program. And um, I think he'll get it done. There's no question about it.
0: Well, Heath State, thanks for stopping by, man. You are going to be in the in Reed Green tonight? I will be there. Stop by and say hey. People need to be there. Uh, it's possibly the last game for uh, Southern It will be the last game for Southern Miss Seniors. Uh, Except for
3: Harper Baker and uh, Jack Domey. Got gotcha. you. Well, man, appreciate your time. BigoldNation.com, thanks. Big old nation. thank you.
0: Heath Hinton on the Eagle Hour. We'll take another break and close out the show right after this on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Southern Miss to the top.
0: Toyota Hattiesburg brings us the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Go see them on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg or online at toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And a very, very wet downtown laurel mississippi appreciate Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation uh stopping by uh, to join us you can uh, subscribe to Big Gold Nation go to biggoldnation.com and uh, just talking about tonight uh Southern Miss uh, as as Heath said Bob backs against the wall Rice coming in Southern Miss defeated Rice 81 to 68 back on January the 18th Rice leads the all-time series but Southern Miss 7 and 3 against Rice um at home, and uh, you know, if uh, we don't know what this weather is going to do, but certainly want to encourage people to go out there because it will be the last game uh, for Leonard Harper Baker and uh, Jack Donme to play uh, because they go on the road to Middle Tennessee, and then of course, if they make it, they'll go to Frisco to play in the the tournament, but. Uh, Yeah, it's just one of those, one of those things. And, and I, and I guess the reason I pressed Heath on that question, Bob, was because when people on the outside looking at it like, dude, nine and 20, come on, you know, we're 13th in the conference. We should be way better than that. And uh, I think people don't realize how hamstrung, especially with the injuries and the academic stuff that Jay Ladner has been for really the last four to five
1: weeks. No, no question. He hadn't played with a full deck, that's for sure. And uh, look, they got a chance to beat Rice and and go on the road. Surely, surely the third time will be the charm with Middle Tennessee, which has been probably the worst team in the league all year. A couple of wins over the Eagles, but – you got to believe that they can beat rice again. they've beaten them once this year that they could beat him on their home floor and then have a shot to go beat Middle Tennessee. Uh, I guess that that game's on the road so uh, yeah I mean I, I think they have a 50/50 chance of making the tournament and I think all things considered that would uh, be quite a compliment uh, to the new coaching staff no question.
0: When you look at the standings, Southern Miss five and eleven, Middle Tennessee two games behind them at three and thirteen. A game to watch tonight. Uh, Rice is a is a game better than uh, Southern Miss. So if the Eagles were to beat Rice tonight, UTEP is also um, playing tonight. They are at Middle Tennessee, so UTEP's on the road. Uh, UTEP tied with Rice at six and ten. So if Middle Tennessee were to, to beat UTEP, uh, that would really help Southern Miss out. They would jump into a. Uh, Really a a, a three-way tie, and two of those teams would go, and the Eagles would have the tiebreaker over Rice. So uh, not only a big game in Hattiesburg tonight for uh, Eagle postseason plans, but watch the UTEP-Middle Tennessee game
1: at 6.30 p.m. Speaking of big things, big show tomorrow. We're going to have Cameron Tom of the New Orleans Saints. Of course, formerly with Southern Miss, Uh, he's going to be talking uh, to us tomorrow. Also, a big day tomorrow, too. Uh, They're having a news conference in the morning at 9 o'clock on the campus to announce a major donation, outside donation, for the Jeff Bauer Academic Center. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to find Coach Bauer there and and grab a word with him. Uh, You played for him. What do you think this means to him, uh, Luke?
0: Well, it really defines what type of coach he was. And uh, I can remember, you know, hearing or seeing some coaches across the years and they would they would tell you in theory that you're a student athlete or your student first you're an athlete uh, second and they would mix those up because in reality you were an athlete first and a student second. Never that way with Jeff Bauer. Um, very and I mean this in a positive way. He was very he was very strict on us to make sure we go to class. Uh, he would actually show up uh, and and not just send assistance or not just send um, other personnel or academic personnel Coach Bauer sometimes <laughs> would be standing at the door of your class in Mississippi Hall or the liberal arts building he 'd be check and roll and I tell you what you didn't want to be the guy that didn't show up to class when Jeff Bauer was checking your class um, we were um, we were you know all kinds of uh uh, there were it was it was punishment running if you didn't go to class. You had to turn in had to turn in uh, gold cards. You had to always uh, be in a place where you know you had uh, make sure your professors sign off. And and when I was there, Jeff Bauer, I think it was uh, right at ninety percent, a little over ninety percent graduation rate, mm-hmm. which is unheard of among college football programs.
3: It's good that there's a coach out there that kept up something like that because you always see like on television and in movies and things that the. There's that stigma and that stereotype of the athletes always get the the easy way out and, you know, they're always getting free passes and things on their assignments and grades and things like that. But, I mean, it's important in the real world that there is a coach that upholds the academic standards that he wants his players to have because most people don't realize that those things can go hand in hand with each other.
0: Yeah, and and with Coach Bauer, he he not only wanted to win on the football field, he believed in us, and he wanted us to succeed in life, and that was the big thing. Winning games was important, obviously. Winning the championship was important, but uh, Jeff Bauer would be the first one to tell you if he won on the field and, and we lost in life, then he would have failed as a head coach. So, really, really special. And and if you just missed that, Bob uh, is going to be at a press conference in the morning. Uh, a big gifts come in to uh, to finish the Bauer Academic Center. That will be, I believe, on the third floor of the Co- library, and it's, it'd be an important day in the history of Southern Miss, uh, but a, a very huge day honoring a man who that was what his legacy was, not only to to teach X's and O's uh, on the field, uh, but he taught me
1: uh, to, to win in life also. So, How many times uh, be an did you skip class and get in trouble with Coach Bauer? <laughs> I,
0: I only missed class maybe once or twice in, in four or five years, um, and I got punishment run in both times, I Ooh, guarantee. it. <laughs> All
1: right, that wraps it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Cameron Tom on the show tomorrow. I know Luke's looking forward to that. We'll be back Who dat? At, at one. And until then, Southern Miss.
3: To the top.
1: Time keeps on slipping, slipping,
3: slipping, into the future.